There is a new addition to the MLB Top 100 Prospects list, and they play for your Detroit Tigers. So we're going to talk about that, really just talk about the, the updated Top 100 Prospects list in general with where it currently stands in the offseason. All today on Locked on Tigers. You are Locked on Tigers, your daily Detroit Tigers podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Locked On Tigers. I am, of course, your host, Scott Bentley. Today is Thursday, December 1st. I'm pretty sure there's only 30 days in November, so I'm pretty sure today's December 1st. I record these the day before, as I've said, right, so that you guys get the, the content right when, you know, for your morning drives and whatnot. So uh, it's, it is still Wednesday, November 30th. I'm pretty sure there's only 30 days in November. I'm pretty sure. Some of you are probably like, this dude is really dumb, and that's totally fair, but that's not like something I think about often, except for February. So I'm pretty sure it's December 1st. Anyway, thanks for making us your first listen every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube. Okay, so we are at a current point in the offseason where we are talking about the Detroit Tigers organization, any news that comes out, we are all over it. We're talking about it right when it happens because we're talking about something every single day, right? Daily content about your Detroit Tigers. And some days that means that the news that we are talking about is like big, huge rumors, big signings, trades, you know, obviously in the summer games being played. Sometimes, there is there's really big like forefront stuff we have to talk about and sometimes the news is a lot smaller and so today is one of those shows I, I I think that this will probably be a little bit shorter than usual but this is still a really fun conversation for me because this is like right up my alley and, and something that I am super passionate about and really like and and that so MLB.com, and there's a lot of different sources for prospect rankings. And I am not here to tell you that MLB.com's is like the best or even which site is the best. I really do like all of them. And I intake as much prospects content and rankings that I can, because I think that's the best way to get an informed opinion on really anything in this world is just taking as much information as possible. So um, while I, I'm going to use MLB.com's today because that's the one that was just updated right now and added a, a Detroit Tiger to it, um, that, that doesn't mean that this is like the only one that I use or that I'm saying like this is, you know, the end all be all the greatest list ever made. But it is super cool to see Tigers added two top 100 prospect, li- prospect lists. And that is what happened with MLB.com's as Wilmer Flores finds his way finally into the top 100 prospect rankings. He is exactly ranked 100. How crazy is that? So the 100th ranked prospect in the game of baseball is Wilmer Flores, pitcher for the Detroit Tigers. Um, That is That will make us have three prospects in the top 100 list. Those three, pretty straightforward stuff. You have uh, Jace Young, who you just drafted in the first round last year. You have Jackson Job, who you took in the, what, third overall, two drafts ago. And then now, obviously, you have 
Wilmer Flores. So I do want to talk about the Detroit Tigers within this, you know, where they rank, if they're ranked correctly, you know, the the MLB.com, they have like their ETAs and stuff. Just, I do want to talk about these prospects, but at the end, I also just, I'm going to rift a little bit and just talk about other prospects I like, because at the end of the day, there is three dudes that we have talked about at length on this list. So we will talk about them again. This is a, uh, obviously that is, that is the, the main focus of this show uh, every day. So we will talk about them and I'm super pumped to talk about them, but um, I, I also want to just talk because I get a lot of questions, which I really appreciate and I'm very flattered by, but I get a lot of questions about, you know, opinions of like other teams and like other players and other prospects that aren't in the Tigers organization. I always feel weird trying to like approach how to answer them because, you know, I want the brand to be the Tigers and everything. So we're going to rift a little bit at the end and talk about other prospects on this list who I like who I don't like etc but we are going to start with the three players that are part of your Detroit Tigers organization first up we do we want to start at the highest or the lowest let's start at Wilmer Flores so recently added he is the brand new addition also if you're like hip to social media and are on Twitter or whatever a lot you are aware that the MLB prospects list had a huge glitch in it like two days ago and was ranking like different prospects all over the place that were just like totally incorrect. And at one point had like prospects that aren't even prospects anymore, like prospect rankings from previous years, like this year. And the list was all like the number one prospect was ranked a hundred. And it was this whole thing that everyone kind of got a laugh about because it didn't last too terribly long, but was definitely a weird like wrench that was kind of thrown into these rankings. But Wilmer Flores is ranked at 100. This is awesome. And I, and I know like the, the rankings are like don't really mean anything, but they are a tool that a lot of people use. And it is an honor to be put on a top 100 prospect list, especially when you are a guy like Wilmer Flores. We have to remember that Wilmer Flores was a undrafted free agent. He wasn't an international signing, right? Those are two very different things. He was draft eligible and was not drafted. Now, it was in the 2020 COVID draft where there was only five rounds. And if it was 20 rounds, he probably would have gotten drafted. But the fact of the matter is, there is not a long list of like domestic uh undrafted draft eligible players that end up having really good careers or turn into top prospects those are incredibly few and far between just because of how many rounds there are in the baseball draft and how hard it is to become a major league baseball player and how many different levels there are to the minor leagues and whatnot it's 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 I don't want to say impossible because I don't think really anything is impossible, but it's about as close as you can get. It's it's very difficult. And again, I know there's only five rounds in this draft and that makes it a little different. And that's totally fair and correct. But just uh, regardless, incredibly impressive that a dude that just wasn't drafted in his draft year is now a top 100 prospect in all of baseball. Super cool. Uh, we've talked about him throughout the season. Man, born in 2001. That's crazy. That'll make you feel old. Uh, but he 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 put together an unbelievable season, has an incredible 
fastball, very lively fastball, a really, really fun and good curveball. There's some command issues with it at times, uh, but I, I would say that most 20, 21-year-old starting pitchers in the minors are working on command. I would say that a majority of them are. Like The top prospects have the stuff and are trying to work on command. It's not usually the other way around, so I, I think that that, that does, is not – that doesn't make him unique. Like that's a, all top prospects are kind of going through that. Um, has a solid changeup as well at times. I think that that's a pitch that he needs to continue to develop is the changeup. And also his pitch sequencing is fascinating to me because he's at a level, and especially this season, like in, in Erie, like in double A, he was at a level this season where his fastball was overpowering to his opponents. And like, especially, especially in West Michigan, when he just dominated and struck out everybody, had a sub 1-9 ERA, right? A 1-8-3 ERA in five starts in West Michigan before the call-up. So it's, it, it is, he, he was at a level where his fastball was so just like overpowering that his pitch sequencing wasn't, like, I don't, I don't want to say it wasn't important because it's still professional ball, and obviously it is, but he, he had just like a safety valve, and it was that amazing fastball with tailing movement that's mid to even upper 90s if he really wants to, but usually sits around mid-90s. Like, he is, he is an impressive pitcher with a lively arm, and I'm curious to see as he moves up to the higher and higher levels of the minors, if his pitch sequencing changes at all, and if he kind of has to move away from the fastball, even though it's his best pitch and a great pitch, if he has to move away from it and really start to develop that changeup, because if you only have two pitches, like in today's day and age, that it's hard to be a starting pitcher in today's age of baseball with only two pitches. That's a very, I don't care how good those pitches are. It, it, that's a difficult thing. You need probably three or more consistent pitches to be a starter and I think the expectation is for him to be a starter and so uh, the pitch sequencing going forward is going to be super interesting to me watching him this season it was very like I said if he got into trouble he could just go back to the fastball and then if he was behind an account he could just throw two straight heaters and then be even in the count again and like it it wasn't really a big deal just because of how how better he was than his opponents, especially again in West Michigan. So, and and that's not to discredit the curveball at all. That is a phenomenal pitch, arguably just as good as the fastball. But again, that's still only two pitches. And and uh, so I, I think the changeup is like his X factor. Like the changeup is a very important pitch to him as his development continues, as he goes forward. That's going to be a super vital pitch for him to take that next step and truly be a starting pitcher at the major league level. I think that's a vital pitch, but to see him in the top hundred and seeing where he came from and, and just the, the story on how he got here. It's awesome. It's, it's really, really cool. All right. I'm already behind time, which makes my track record of saying that this is going to be a shorter episode. And then it ends up being a normal length episode right on brand. But first, we will get into the other two prospects and then some other prospects. But first, I got to tell you all about our friends over at Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from football, basketball, soccer, esports. They've got it all at BetOnline.net. They're the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. 
Bet online where the game starts. All right, everybody, welcome back here. Second segment of Locked On Tigers. So, talked about Wilmer Flores. Love Wilmer Flores and the hair. He's gonna be. He, he's gonna be like very easily marketable. He seems like a really cool kid, and he he's just he's him. And it it, it was awesome to see him pitch six four with that long a hair like they they would uh, they had one thing where like somebody was counting how many hair flips he did in a game down in like double a right like he 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 is he has the potential to really be somebody and I'm, I'm super excited to see him i'm assuming continue to climb up of these prospect rankings and i i cannot wait to see him hopefully get some time in toledo in 2023 because i want to see him continue to take those steps forward Next up, we have Jace Young. Uh, Jace was taken, obviously, in the first round in this year's draft, the second baseman out of Texas Tech. Uh, look, I, I mean, this is a this is a dude that hits baseballs very well. In his professional career so far in West Michigan, 231 average, but with a 373 on base percentage, but also only with a 333 slug. 706 OPS. So uh, really solid walk numbers, and that's great to see. 25 walks and 28 strikeouts in 30 games played. That is a phenomenal – that's great. That's awesome. That's in high single A. That's West Michigan. He just leapfrogged Lakeland and went straight to West Michigan. So that's awesome, right? Um, obviously, the batting average you want to see be higher. Obviously, the slugging you want to see – get higher as well only one home run and six doubles in his 30 games played as a professional so far but that's a heck of an adjustment to go from collegiate pitching straight to again high single a pitching that that's a heck of a jump and I don't think anyone should look at 30 games in West Michigan in his draft year it is also important to know that these dudes have never played this long of a season, even close to this long of a season in their lives, right? High school ball over around when the school year ends, college ball over in the middle of the summer. Like these dudes are playing their college seasons, getting drafted, and then going and playing the remainder of a professional season, the a higher level they've never seen before and adding on to and, and making it the longest summer of their lives. I, I, I don't think that we should, we should really take poor slugging percentage in his draft year and run around like the world is ending. I still think I still believe in the pick. I still going into draft day. I told y'all that that was the pick that I wanted. And after draft day, I still support the pick. Uh, this team needs bats 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 desperately more than anything we need dudes that can hit and he absolutely raked in college I'm really excited about what he can do next season I think where he starts off organizationally is kind of the conversation about him right now on December 1st if there is any conversation about him I think it's that. Um, do you send him back to West Michigan? Probably. Probably. I don't, I don't think he he hit West Michigan nearly enough, as, we, as we've talked about, to just have him start off next season in Erie. But who knows? I mean, we saw Meadows get called up after like a week or two of West Michigan ball where he hit really well, and they immediately sent him up to Erie. So 
we'll we'll see what happens. But I think he probably starts next season in West Michigan with the White Caps, and then we'll just have a you know if he hits well, he'll climb quickly. It's a college bat. That's the expectation is if you hit well, you get promoted quickly, and you have a short route to the majors. Weren't college bats? You're not supposed to take three, four, five years to develop. This is like a, a, a one to three year thing at most where you're you're trying to get through the, the minor league system and get up there. And that's why they took him because we need reinforcements in, <laughs> in the batter's box as soon as possible. He comes in at 71. I don't know if I even started with that. That's my bad. Um, he comes in at 71 and the second ranked prospect in the Tigers organization, 71st in baseball. Now, ETA is another thing that MLB.com has. Wilmer Flores's ETA is 2023 currently as uh, well via MLB.com. As I've said a million times now, my bad. Uh, Jace Young's is 2025. So that is still a ways away. He is 22 years old in 2025. That makes him about 25, right? Is my math totally off there? I think that's about right. So that would be, yeah, born in 2000. There you go. Uh, so that would, yeah, make him 24, 25. Um, I, I think that the the Tigers would like that to be sooner. I think the Tigers would like that to be look more like 2024. But I guess at the end of the day, the difference between like late 2024 and early 2025 isn't like that dramatic. But I think that the Tigers would like to bring that in maybe a year. Okay. Jackson Job, the final Tiger on the top 100 list, comes in as the 38th ranked prospect in the game of baseball and the number one ranked prospect in the Tigers organization. He also has an ETA of 2025, and he is only 20 years old as of right now, the youngest of the three and the highest ranked for whatever that's worth. Um, look, I, I don't, I don't want to have this conversation again and again and again because people always get mad and everybody always has to be like, oh, Joe was a terrible pick and blah, blah, blah. And I have to have the same conversation a million times about like, like if, if you really want a shortstop, like, sure, that's that's totally fair. And like, I, I can't rebuttal that Jackson Joe doesn't play shortstop. So like, sure, fair enough. Um, but they went under slot on Job's so that they could go over slot on Pacheco and so that they could go over slot on Ty Madden. And those are also highly ranked prospects in this organization. And it's certainly not a guarantee that they are able to have the remainder of the draft, Dylan Smith, et cetera, that they have. Um, if they don't take Job at the top, that doesn't single-handedly mean that I agree with it before we get all <laughs> crazy and freak out about what I just said. That doesn't mean that I think that that was like the slam dunk correct thing to do, but objectively that was the strategy on draft night. And that's what happened. And again, whether you like it or not, Jackson Job is a unicorn. He is. The spin rate is unbelievable, and I know some of you are probably sick of hearing about the spin rate, and that's totally fine. But again, objectively, it is ridiculous, and it is something that we have very rarely seen before. Uh, when he first started his professional career, he definitely got off to a slow start in Lakeland, had a 4-5-2 ERA across single-A Lakeland in this season. That's uh, just over 61 innings pitched, uh, but had 71 strikeouts in those 61 innings. That's a pretty good strikeout uh, ratio. And then gets promoted to high single-A 
and in three starts had a 1-1-5 ERA against better competition. 10 strikeouts in 15 and two-thirds innings. That number's a little low for sure, um, but kind of a small sample size there. I guess you could say small sample size for the ERA too, but that's a little different. Not giving up runs versus striking people out is a little bit different criteria in my head. Regardless, okay, just because you think it's a dumb pick, which I know a lot of you do, does not mean that Jackson Job is just like going to be terrible. It wasn't a dumb pick because Jackson Job doesn't have an incredible slider. And it wasn't a bad pick because Jackson Job doesn't have potential to be a frontline starter in the MLB because he does, whether you like hearing that or not. The reason that it was a dumb pick is because you ignored a team need and left the consensus 1-1 pick on the board when you were up. Okay, you can have fumbled the bag without why by not getting Marcelo Meyer and still ha- think that Jackson Job has the ability to be a good pitcher in this league. Okay, and understand their strategy on draft night. Doesn't mean it's a good strategy, but it was their strategy. <laughs> okay, okay, glad we had that conversation for the 19th million time, and that's not even a word, and glad that people are still going to get upset because you can't say Jackson Job's name without like 50 people just like popping their head up and getting really mad about it. Um, but toward the end of the season in Lakeland and in West Michigan, he took considerable steps. He started getting stretched out a little bit more with innings. He was only going like one or two times through the lineup at the beginning of the season. And then at it, as it went on, had a like five inning outing, a six inning outing, had some high strikeout outings. Um, the walk numbers, I think, Early on, were a little bit higher and then started kind of tailing off. The slider is there, man. It, the, if you watch him throw his slider, it is redonkulous. Like, it, re- it has insane movement. Um, that means that controlling it's going to be difficult. But if he can figure out how to control it, watch out. His fastball started off a little bit slower on the velocity-wise and then got spinnier and faster as the season went on as well, which is obviously a great sign. Needs a consistent third pitch in the same conversation as Flores. But uh, again, he's 20 years old. Uh, I, I think that we we probably – he has earned some time. He was a high school pitcher. It's not the same thing as a college bat where you're expecting them through the system in, in two years, give or take a year. This is a high school pitcher. Five years in the system is not – uh, a, a ridiculous thing like that's not out of the question at all and that's why you still see his ETA at 2025 even though he's two drafts removed now okay so uh yeah there there are your three members of the Tigers top 100 prospects list and we will get into like I said I just want to rift a little bit just kind of no really real structure I, I just want to talk about some other prospects that I really like on this list and talk about, uh, yeah, just, just some of my favorite prospects in the game of baseball with this updated list. So we'll do that right after this. All right, everybody, welcome back to our third and final segment here of Locked On Tigers. I appreciate all of y'all. I know this is like a, a kind of a slow news day style of show, but I hope it's still good content and, and I hope that it is still an enjoyable listen because that's uh that's what I try to do every day as best as I can. Um so for this one uh let's let's I just want to go through some some noteworthy players. Again like we talked about everybody on the Tigers list. 
the the Tigers top 30 hasn't really changed too terribly much since the last time we talked about it. Um, so it, this was more of a top 100 looking at the Tigers in the top 100 than it was looking at the Tigers top 30. Um, and, and now that we're through that, there, there's just – I just want to rift, okay? I, I just want to rift. So for starters – Marcelo Meyer is the number seven prospect in all of baseball. Um, he's an incredible talent. He's very, very good at his job. And I fully expect him to be a darn good shortstop at the major league level. Um, in high single A this season, had an 828 OPS. And that was post-promotion of a 910 OPS in single A for the Boston Red Sox this year. They have his ETA at 2024. I think that's probably about right. That would make him only like 21 years old on his debut. Bogarts is an unrestricted free agent. I don't think that the Red Sox are just going to hand Xander Bogarts a blank check and just say, hey, have fun. Write any number you want. You're going to be our shortstop forever. And I think the reason that they have the ability to do that is because of how good Marcelo Meyer is. So, um, again, I, I hope I made myself clear with the Job thing that, you know, both sides can be true. Like everybody feels like everything in this world has to be like you're all in or all out on something. You can say, hey, dumb pick, but let's give the kid a chance because he is really talented. And Marcelo Meyer is the reason why that take exists because he it proves day in and day out that that he was why he was the consensus one one pick. Um, I also really, for those who who don't remember, I really love Henry Davis, the catcher that did go one one in that draft. I was big on Henry Davis, big on Henry Davis in that draft. For for those who have been following me for a while, um, so yeah, Marcelo Meyer, the number seven prospect in baseball. Number six, though, is maybe my favorite prospect in the entire sport, and his name is Jordan Walker. Jordan Walker, what position does he play? Offense. This dude destroys baseballs for a living. He is 20 years old, and I expect him to debut this season. Not an opening day, but by September, I expect him to have taken major league at-backs for the St. Louis Cardinals. He is unbelievable. If you aren't familiar with Jordan Walker, if you don't know Jordan Walker, if you're like, why is this dude so obsessed with this random prospect in double a in the Cardinals organization. Let me tell you a story. Okay. I'll tell you, I'll tell you why. Okay. Let's go back in time to, mm, I don't know, 2020. Okay. I'm watching the MLB draft. My team has the number one overall pick. I know that Spencer Torkelson is going to go number one. We all do. He's drafted as a third baseman for some reason, which is super confusing, but we're all really happy. We get the best hitter in college baseball and the, the rebuild moves on. Woohoo. Yip-dee-doo. I immediately start looking at later in the draft. Okay? Start looking at the comp rounds. Stop, start looking at our pick at the top of the second round. And again, the compensation rounds. There is a player by the name of Jordan Walker that is coming out of high school. And that is widely considered to be one of the best pure hitters in all of the entire country at the high school level. But there are concerns about his defense, and there are just the natural concerns that come with being a high school hitter. And 
So there's some speculation that as the season goes on, he starts trickling down draft rankings and the mock drafts have him going later and later. And I make it very clear that I want the Detroit Tigers to take him with their first pick after Spencer Torkelson, right? Obviously, 1-1, you take Torque. That was the slam dunk pick, whether you like it or not. Hindsight's 20-20, ha-ha, okay. I made the joke, so you don't have to. Okay? I want the next pick after Spencer Torkelson, boom, to be Jordan Walker. And we get into the 20s of the first round. And I'm like, okay, this is where it starts getting kind of nerve-wracking. Playoff teams can take chances on high school bats because they're playoff teams. Oh, I'm really nervous. I hate the St. Louis Cardinals. I can't stand them. They ruined my childhood. They're one of my least favorite teams in all of sports. And who takes Jordan Walker? None other than the St. Louis Cardinals. I am dead inside. I almost cry. Not actually, but also kind of. And I was, I was devastated, for real. I was absolutely heartbroken that my favorite prospect in the draft that I have been huge on since he was like a junior in high school. And he goes to the team that I cannot stand. And he has done nothing but dominate minor league baseball. He had an 898 OPS and a batting average over 300 in double A this season. He had 31 doubles and just shy of 20 home runs. He had 50 extra base hits in 119 double A games this season. Uh, last year, across single A and high single A, he had a 936 OPS at what, 18 years old last season? <laughs> he gets, <laughs> he, he's, he's unbelievable. I guess he was 19 uh, at, by the end of last, of 2021. I got to stop saying this season, last season, because the 2022 is over. At the end of 2021, he would have been 19, but he had a 1,000 a, a plus, 1,100 OPS in single A in 2021, then got promoted and had 831 OPS in high single A, and then this year it was two points shy of a 900 OPS in double A. He destroys baseballs. He is going to be an all-star. He is an incredible talent, and I – get heartbroken every day reminding myself that he is a St. Louis Cardinal. It breaks me every day. It takes a little bit of piece of my heart away from me. Um, so I really, I'm going to be honest with you. The only reason I wanted to quote unquote talk about other prospects was literally just so I could tell you of all about my insane fandom for Jordan Walker, uh, Jordan Lawler. Arizona Diamondbacks top pick in the previous draft is at 12 and Drew Jones also well he Drew Jones was the top pick in the most recent draft Jordan Lawler two drafts ago um they come in at 11 and 12 in the top prospects in all of baseball look Arizona's got something cooking man and and I know that they're kind of like the laughing stock of that division because it looks like every team is really good and well the Rockies are the Rockies actually um, but it, I, I, it choose your words. <laughs> they, they got something going on. They, they have some young talent on that team. Uh, I, they have some young assets that are already starting to trickle their way up to the major league level. 
And they still have some, like Drew Jones and Jordan Lawler are like years away, right? These are high school picks that are still like 19, 20 years old. They are a ways away. But I, I really do believe in like the, what, three to five year window of the Arizona Diamondbacks. I really like the direction that they're headed. Um, the Mets, I mean, that's cool, right? Like the Mets just having a, a really incredible major league team. And then also getting spread all over the top 100 prospects list. That's really impressive. And like, that's how you build a good team. They have four players in the top 103 in the top 50. Kevin Parada, one of my favorite picks, another catcher, comes in at 37. Uh, and then Francisco Alvarez comes in as well. Like, it's a good team. <laughs> it's a really good organization. I envy. I envy those teams. The Dodgers are obviously always have uh, talent kind of sprinkled throughout there. I'm trying to see if there's anyone else like really cool that I want to talk about. Um, Gavin Stone, I like a lot. Pitcher for the Dodgers. Uh, I think he'll make his debut this season. Um, so that'll be something to kind of keep an eye out for. He started off in high single A, I believe, in 2022 and ended the season in triple A. So, like, he's a guy that's really skyrocketed and, and has really shown a lot of good stuff. I'm a big fan. Uh, Matthew Libator, uh, I know that he has some, uh, like, played in, in the majors this season, but another Cardinals prospect that I like. It really pisses me off that they pick players that I like all the time. It really makes me really upset. I don't like it. Uh, Brock Porter. Comes in at 89, um, obviously was a a very controversial – I don't know, controversial is not the right word. Brock Porter is from the Metro Detroit area, went to St. Mary's High School, and was supposed to be like a first-round talent. And then if you know how the MLB also were over time again, shout out for this being a short episode. Uh, and, and for those who are aware of how the MLB draft works, if you – are supposed to, if you're a high schooler, especially, and you're supposed to be a first round pick, and then you're not a first round pick, um, the odds of you getting drafted after that become slimmer and slimmer because people just assume that you're going to go to college. I think he was committed to Clemson. Uh, people assume that you're just going to go to college, and so they're not going to draft you now because they don't expect you to sign. The Rangers said, Watch us have a boatload of slot money and we're going to go out and get Kumar Rocker and Brock Porter in the same draft and just – they got Brock in the fourth round and just went like a kajillion dollars over slot and just got him to sign. And now they have uh, both Vandy boys from that crazy class, from that crazy Vandy squad from a few years back, both aces, Lighter and Rocker, and now they got Brock Porter, who was arguably the best high school pitcher in the draft this past season. Rangers got some cooking too, man. And like they, they're, they've been really active in the free agent market. They have their middle infield set for, you know, the next, whatever, five to eight years, young pitching on the way. It's not an immediate thing. They won't be good next year, but there's some teams with some clear directions and that's exciting for those fan bases. So I could talk about this all day. I could really just talk about like every single team and what, what my opinion is of like all of these players and uh, all of these these teams and and whatnot, and I I just I love this sport more than anything, man. What a fun time! 
All right. I do uh, have to end the show, though. Thanks for making Locked On Tigers your first listen every day. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, game recaps, and the take of the day. It's available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcast. Um, thanks for riding with me. If this show like wasn't your cup of tea, like I know we didn't talk about like Tigers news or anything, we have gone down every rabbit hole. We have climbed every tree. And we are we have talked about this team at length for the last two months now and just like what their offseason could look like. And winter meetings are next week. Like they're they're coming and we're gonna start having like rumors and actual news happening and stuff, and and we will get right back into it. But I just wanted to take uh like one episode and just kind of talk about not present Tigers news, really because there isn't any, because we have again exhausted every single avenue of this offseason already so hopefully some moves start happening regardless even if they don't winter meetings are an electric factory it's like my favorite week of the year because i'm such a nerd um so we will have a ton of stuff next week tomorrow is a mailbag episode you if you're watching on youtube you can comment in this episode's comments and ask questions and i will answer them i will answer as many as i can tomorrow I will also tweet out, hey, mailbag episode today. Ask questions. You can reply to the tweet. You can DM me directly if you don't want your stuff going out there, you know, to the public or whatever. However you seem fit, yeah. However you want – this is like a 40-minute long episode when I said it was going to be short. However you can get me questions, do it that way, okay? Comments of of this episode on YouTube or – in reply to the tweet are preferred. But if you want to DM me or the show, that is totally fine too. Um, And yeah, tomorrow we'll just spend the entire show just answering all the questions that y'all have about this off season and really anything you want to ask about the Tigers, me, regardless, I don't care. So I'll see y'all tomorrow for that episode. Peace and love going to therapy's dope and I'll catch y'all then baby. Go Tigers.